Welcome to the Inspirational Educators Podcast. My name is Nancy McHill, a lifelong educator helping teachers reach all learners through simple yet effective and proven teaching strategies that you can implement in your classroom. These strategies and tips will engage, teach, and motivate your students. You're here for a purpose, and what could be better than supporting each other while we support our students? So sit back, relax, and come along this journey with me while we strive to reach all of our learners and make a difference every day. Hi, and I'm so happy that you've joined me today. This is an interesting episode because I always talk about some key teaching strategies that I wholeheartedly believe in and have actually effectively used, but I found some research that kind of backs up some of the things that I talk about and I wanted to share it with you today. So I regularly get emails from Edutopia on research that's been done in articles and one of the emails had a bunch of research on these different teaching methods that I always talk about. So I wanted to share these ideas with you today because the more that we can implement different teaching methods that are effective, the more students will learn and make you're teaching easier and more fun because you're implementing a variety of methods. When we implement a variety of methods, we are more likely to reach more students in different ways. So the more that we can remember these methods and try to implement them, the better. So in 2022, college students described the workings of the human respiratory system to a hypothetical peer by either explaining it orally, drawing while explaining it, or by drawing only, and for students to learn by teaching. The researchers found that students did much better when they were able to draw and talk through what they were learning about or what they were trying to teach. So Amongst other benefits of reteaching information, it's beneficial because students are talking through what they've learned about, they get to communicate with their peers, and they're practicing public speaking. And when they hear information from either the teacher or they hear information from another source like a video or even another peer or they read about it and they get to explain it in their own words, it processes in our minds in a different way because we hear it, okay, that's one thing, but then in order to be able to retell it, that's a whole nother ballgame. So it needs to process in our minds a whole nother way. So reteaching is very effective. And some ways that you can do this is when you're teaching a lesson, let's say you're just teaching like a standard, straightforward lesson, okay? Now, while you're actually lecturing or teaching, stop every like few minutes and have your class be in pairs and have them share with one another what you just talked about or ask them a specific question. So that's a very simple high level way that you can just implement reteaching on a consistent basis. Now there are other methods that you can implement reteaching, like having your students do a project and give a presentation about what they've learned, or maybe they are in groups and they each have to teach a lesson about a certain topic. So there are many ways that you can do this. The second research article was about gamifying lessons. 
So according to a 2015 study, students struggle with fractions throughout their academic lives. But a new study suggests that gamifying fractions can increase their understanding of fractions tremendously. So for example, there was a game called Fraction Ball that the researchers did. So it's a twist on basketball in which players either score one-fourth, one-half, three-fourths, or one point for successfully making shots from certain areas. This game improved the understanding of fractions for more than 200 fourth through sixth graders. And the researchers also included decimals on the court, so that was an added benefit. The more that we can incorporate games into our lessons or even have them incorporated into centers, the more that students will be engaged because it's fun, it's a game, and at the same time, students will be either practicing or learning what they're supposed to be learning about in a more engaging way. One thing that I used to have my students do as a fun project is make their own game. So when they were learning multiplication, I had them make their own multiplication game. They had to make the board, the pieces, the rules, all of the components of a game, and they had a lot of fun with that in groups as well. So you can take it as far as you'd like or just kind of incorporate simple games throughout your day, but gamifying lessons is very effective. And the third study was about incorporating some online work. So in this study, college professors uploaded some reading materials and they asked the students to use like a social annotation tool like Google's comment feature so that each all the students can see each other's comments and they were kind of discussing everything online and the research concludes that the discussions were more dynamic and really helped the students understand the content more and they were able to connect with their peers more. So some ways that we can incorporate this into our classroom, especially if you have upper elementary and up, this could be very useful, is assign an article or even maybe parts of a novel and have some kind of online component. So not only does this help the students that are usually quieter and they don't really want to participate in class, but this can help students from all kinds, like even students that struggle, they have some more time to think about what they're going to be typing and want to contribute to the discussion if they have an online component where they can freely have a few more minutes to think about what they want to to incorporate into the discussion. So I would personally would uh, implement this with an additional in-person component. So I highly believe in, of course, collaborating in person and speaking in front of other people. I think that's very important in addition to incorporating online because I think, again, it will reach a variety of students and be able to allow for differentiation and be able to incorporate and include everybody because you're you're having different types of methods that you're incorporating and you're able to reach all types of learners. I want to know if you've incorporated one or any of these methods and how you use it in your classroom. I always love to know the different kinds of ways that teachers 
incorporate these kinds of methods in their classroom because I know all of you are so creative and you think of all these amazing things and why not share it with one another so we can just support each other and help each other out. So email me at nancy at buildaproject.net or message me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm at nancymichaeledu. And I also have a new website, which I'm very excited about, uh, but it's nancymichael.com and uh, check it out and let me know what you think. I also do have some free resources on there. So there should be a tab on the page uh, when you go to nancymichael.com and click on free resources and you just click on that and you have maybe over 30 or so different resources that you can use with your class. So let me know your thoughts. Let me know your ideas of how you use these kinds of methods in your class. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of the week.